0: up only playbook fans we are here for a special episode today this is out of our regime of natural scheduling because joining us today on the podcast is none other than detroit lions safety brady breeze brady we are excited to have you here how you doing man doing good glad to be here yeah i appreciate you coming in also brady you have brought your missus your girlfriend macy macy how are you
1: Doing good. Glad to hear it.
0: (laughs) Obviously, the usual suspects with me on The Only Playbook. I got Shovit, Shashot. Guys, I think I echo the sentiment that this is the most excited we've been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
2: This may be the greatest day of my life. (laughs) 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 Hands down. Yeah,
0: we're not shortchanging that at all. I mean, that's absolutely factual. Again, the time that you're giving us today is um, something that we will remember forever. It's it's special. It's
2: special because, you know, like, as a player that... um, you know it's up and coming in the nfl and as somebody that as a
0: group of people that love football this is like it was just meant to be you know? yeah and macy for coordinating this making this happen thank you so much of again course, and good day. work macy <laughs> yeah exactly so brady let's jump right into it um obviously we're gonna <clears throat> dig deep we're gonna talk surface level stuff i'm gonna let you kind of go at your own flow but first things first is the name itself is probably the most football-esque name I've heard, right? Brady Breeze. Yeah. First first of all, your first name is the last name of arguably the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, right? And then you have Breeze, who is maybe top five quarterbacks of all time. Top four. Top yeah. four, sure. Drew Breeze, yeah. top two. Top, there <laughs> you go. There you go. I love that. First and second. With that name, do you think there's a certain aura or, or something that— Adds additional value to you, or when you go places, do people put the two and two together from a name and a football perspective? Or,
3: yeah, I get asked all the time, Hey, uh, is your uncle Drew Brees? Like, are you somehow related? I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's spelled different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely
1: yeah, s- check when I when he plays football, and I'm always like scrolling through Twitter uh-huh. in case I miss a play, and I'm like, Oh, shoot, I gotta make sure I-. <laughs> if that. people will type in, like, are talking about Tom Brady and uh-huh. Drew Brees. And so it gets in the way because people type breeze the wrong way. Yeah. 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 So I think people just confuse them and think that they're related. Yes.
2: So when I was Googling, you know, when we first like when you first came into my mind when we talked about you, uh, I was Googling it and the autocorrect game was super strong by Google. (laughs) It was like, Did you mean Brady and uh, breeze? The Spelled the other way? I was like, yeah. No, no, no Google. No, no.
0: no. Can't wait till Google autocorrects Drew Breeze's last name to Brady Breeze. Did you mean Brady Breeze? Yes, that's what we meant. What, so. what are some nicknames? I've
4: seen Brady's, uh, Breeze effect on some of your. Uh, posts? It, it, do you have like nicknames that people? Um, yeah, some people just randomly started
3: saying that in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but most people just call me like Breezy, for Breeze. Nice. Yeah. Like,
0: Febreze. Febreze. <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
4: So. Yeah, um, people call me all sorts of things. Yeah. Chris Brown wishes he had your name, like Breezy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <no>. Breezy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I mean, again, at the end of the day. The fact that the name comes with obviously a football scope and mm-hmm. just already like that—it's a conversation starter, right? I'm sure you get that a ton. Like you mentioned, um, what I obviously want to ask with that is playing football. Like from the beginning, how did how did you know that you wanted to play football? How did that start? <clears throat> Who in your life influenced or pushed you in that direction?
3: Yeah, so um, as long as I can remember, uh, I've been going to football games. You know, mm-hmm. even when I was like a little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, My parents would always take me to my uncle's games. My uncle was Chad Coda, played in the NFL for eight years, um, and then played at Oregon, too. But, you know, as a little kid, me and my older brother, Bo, we would all go to the games and stuff and watch my uncle wearing his jerseys and stuff, wearing little mini helmets, you know, (laughs) tackling each other and stuff. Um, So, yeah, pretty much as long as I can remember, um, football's just kind of been like a part of what I've been doing. Um, you know, playing in the backyard. I think almost every single one of my siblings have broken a bone in our backyard playing <laughs> football. I'm Even glad Mike we didn't cousin. have you tackle us then. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, it, it's just what we did. Um, especially Super Bowl night. Me and uh, the Winans family, the Cota family, the Breeze family, we all get together and um, play like Hawaiian football, tackle football, ultimate frisbee, and it's like freezing out. Yeah. And the whole family's inside watching the Super Bowl. We're outside. It's pitch black. We turn on like the back, you know, backyard lights and just play football just because we like loved it. Those backyard yeah. football days. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, nothing better. Um, and then just, you know, growing up and stuff, I feel like it was just kind of like a part of me my whole life. So definitely blessed to be able to still play it, you know, as long as I have and hopefully to keep doing it for a long time.
2: Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Um, part two of our questioning. Um, so we are a football podcast, but we originated uh, mainly for fantasy football purposes. And then it just kind of, you know, just things just flowed. So main question, do you play fantasy football?
3: So I did last year. I didn't, All I right. didn't do it this year. Um, uh, but you know, NFL guys were not allowed to bet on uh-huh. fantasy football or whatever, but I was uh-huh. just going to do it for fun this year. But the only reason I didn't do it, I was just too distracted. I didn't want to yeah. be like, yeah. looking at it, trying to put in a new quarterback, if they had yeah. a bye week or whatever. Um, so I didn't do it this year, but I did do it last year and, uh, I had Herbert's my quarterback hey. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> and did pretty good, made it to the championship. Um, I feel like my, my family, you know, we had a little fantasy and everything. They definitely schemed up to try to beat me. They made some <laughs> random trades I was a little skeptical about. Some like, hey, what's going, I'm like, what's going on here? We're, we're colluding to try to beat me. Yeah. Do you and, remember
4: your number one pick uh, in, in that year? Um, I can't remember, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, Maybe I'm not sure. Christian McCaffrey? Or yeah. No, like my brother,
3: yeah, my younger brother took yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, lo- I, I love that you picked you. Herbert. That's that's yeah. not a bias pick at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he wasn't even uh, he
0: wasn't really even playing at the time. He was a backup, but I was like, I yeah. gotta have him on my yeah. team. Yeah. That's baller. That's yeah. baller. I, I I forgot to give this to you before we started, like I said I would. But oh, yeah. this is our gift to you for joining sweet. our podcast today. If you want to open it, uh, made it really easy for you.
3: Thanks, dude. <laughs> sweet. Oh, sweet. The only playbook.
0: Awesome. A little tumbler. I don't know if you're a coffee guy or anything. Oh, I love you, it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, let, me, let me go ahead and throw that that's one out. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's our token guys. of appreciation yeah, for Thanks, you uh, for joining us. So, yeah, that's no. a sweet. Yeah. It's Thanks. good. Shout out Zelina for making those. Those Thanks, are fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah,
4: Yeah, so we talked about football. So, what are some things that you do on your time off outside of football?
3: Uh yeah, love doing out outdoor stuff.
4: Um, whether it's you know like with my brothers
3: or whatever. Yeah. Um, How many mount, brothers do you have? Uh, I got three brothers and then one little sister. Okay. Um,
4: sister my favorite. We're best. Yeah. That's the most. That's the most
2: protective sister on earth, right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but you know, wakeboarding, surfing, uh, oh, nice. snowboarding, all types of stuff like that. All the mountain boards. biking. Yeah, exactly. If you got a board, um, <laughs> we're on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anything anything with water. I mean, I've been yeah. trying to get her to go to go to the beach somewhere with yeah. me. long walks get, on the beach. You don't <laughs> like the beach, Macy? I just
1: don't like the water. I'll, she stay, doesn't... I'll stay on the beach, but he always tries to get me to go in the water, and then that's where. She doesn't
3: like uh, when the waves are tearing her down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah.
0: that's fair. That's awesome. fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I we pictured just being as athletically gifted as you are that – there was more to like outside of football that you probably naturally love to do like snowboarding and stuff like that. So love golfing too. I'm going to go golfing tomorrow. Okay. All right. That's, that's big. Um, so when, when you're in the off season now, uh, obviously you probably get some time off. Do you have like a, training schedule when you have time off that they make you do or that you just put on yourself to do or when do you get back into training schedule that's like mandatory how does that work
3: yeah so um right now we're pretty much just off you can do whatever you want as far as um training and everything um but we don't really you know technically have to be back until may for um our ota workouts and stuff um so right now i'm just kind of chilling just kind of been doing a few workouts here and there just kind of get my body right but i just wanted to you know, have a couple of weeks just to rest, yeah. relax mm-hmm. a little bit. Cause it's, you know, going every single day, your body just gets broken down. So I was just like, you know, what, I'll take, you know, two weeks off to kind of chill, maybe do a little couple workouts, but not going to really pick up, you know, hard workouts until like February. Okay. And then in February, kind of pick it up. And then March, really pick it up, March and April. Um, thinking about maybe training EXOS um, here or um, EXOS in Florida. So one, one of the others. Um, it's like a training facility. Yeah, it's like a training facility um, that they have out here. Where is it's
0: it? Frisco? Frisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was gonna. It's cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. assume there's other people that probably train there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Baseball
1: players. At least when he trained in Arizona, mm. when I would pick him up, it was just like all baseball players everywhere. Well, yeah, Compared yeah. You.
0: Yeah, it's definitely
3: uh, mostly baseball um, for like December and stuff. You know, it's yeah. their off season. But um, in February and stuff like that, it's all kind of combine training, you know, college guys getting ready for the draft and stuff like that, and then um, just NFL veterans that are coming back in and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, excited to pick yeah. some
0: brains and maybe some veterans that you see there, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. But it
4: sounds like it's all on your own discretion until May
0: yeah. and, when
4: yeah. OTA starts. And it's
3: on you. If you show up out of shape, <laughs> yeah, that's your money you're yeah. gambling with. You know, 100%. So. Have you been injured yeah. before? Um, Yeah, so uh, this year actually was our first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, was totally healthy throughout OTAs, throughout camp, and everything. First preseason game, um, busted my ankle. Didn't break it or anything, but just rolled it super mm-hmm. bad, like super high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. And then it bothered me for like like six weeks, to where I wasn't able to um, get back on the field. Like I was, you know, trying to practice and stuff, trying to get out there to get ready for the games, but just not healthy and stuff. So um, had to end up going on the IR um, when I was at Tennessee. I uh, was on the IR for 6 weeks and then was able to come back and start playing and stuff right away which was nice but yeah that ankle thing was it was a bummer and it was I heard just the frustrating the first
4: one is like the worst first oh yeah ankle sprain
3: yeah it was it was terrible i mean it, it was just i don't even know how to describe it it was you know, black and blue after the game, but just kind of lingering, you know? Yeah. And then I'm, like, being asked to try to practice and stuff, just never able to let it heal. And yeah. then throughout the whole season, I just had – that's why I always had to spat this year, mm-hmm. um, which I never really spatted before, but just had to spat this year just to kind of get my ankle more protected. Um, but it's getting better now, obviously, Good. you know, having his some rest.
1: said that it was like – it looked like his cleat was drugged, like, by a truck or something, oh. right? Like, it, yeah. was, it looked really bad, <coughs> see. like it should have been broken.
3: Yeah, so it was my first time actually wearing the cleats – and they were, you know, totally normal cleats or whatever. Um, but after the game, you look at my left cleat, it looks totally brand new. Like I just barely played a couple snaps. My right cleat looked like I dragged it on concrete for whatever. Jeez. Like it was like shredded. And I was like, dude, how the heck does turf even do that? <laughs> you know, but um, for whatever reason, yeah, it didn't break my ankle. But um, just the tendons or whatever and just kind of lingered for a while. But it's good now.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm actually a doctor. And I'm going to do sports medicine in the future. And you're more than welcome to come into my <laughs> clinic. Yeah, we'll take care of you for free for the <laughs> rest of your life. Um, um, okay, so moving on. Um, who is the sports icon that has influenced you the most?
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a running back. Okay. Uh, so Reggie Bush was nice. you know, my favorite player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reggie Bush, um, Danny and Thomas, and those types of guys. Yeah. Um, loved watching them when I was a little kid. That's why I wore the number 25 um when i was in sixth grade when reggie bush and all the saints and everyone we were the we were the saints when i was in pop warner Uh as a little kid um had you know the reggie bush you know designated gloves his like featured adidas reggie bush cleats so i was all reggie bushed out um (laughs) (laughs) and then uh as I got older, um, the Tim Tebow era, you know, yeah. I was a big fan of him. Yeah. Just lovely, you know, the way he represented himself, yeah, you know, works. big Christian guy and stuff. So I really respected him for that. Um, a lot of people gave him some hate, but, you know, he was a hard worker, good yeah. leader and so stuff. I'm, so I'm
4: a Steelers fan, and he did us dirty in the dimensional Brown where he throws it to Demarius Thomas. Demarish and it's an yeah. overtime uh, touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that was that – was still there. That, that, one, still hurt. Been, that yeah, one hurt. Yeah, exactly. For sure.
0: We have a buddy who's a big Tebow guy because he's a big Broncos okay. fan. And so when Tebow was – The thing. Tebow time. Yeah, Tebow Tebow mania. He's a big Tebow guy. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: But no, that, yeah, that, that's, that makes sense. Do you feel like being, I mean, I guess running back was initially kind of what attracted you. When did that shift happen that you were wanting to play defense or they looked at you and said you're better suited to play defense or I guess how did you adjust or I guess when you started playing football, was it always defense?
3: Um, So kind of in high school, like I obviously played running back and stuff. Um but I just love defense, and I felt like, you know what, this is kind of the position where I feel like I could actually, you know, continue playing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because um, offense is fun, but I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to run a 4-3 or anything <laughs> like that, you know. So I was like, okay, hey, four maybe five I five, switch. don't sell yourself short. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fast yeah, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll beat um, me in a race. <laughs> 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 no, but, yeah, that's just kind of how it, um, it transitioned. I had a really good um, – DB coach in high school, Anthony Newman, who played like 12 years in the league, and then played at Oregon too. Um, so really, kind of looked up to him. You know, got a bunch of good coaching from him. You know, because he was a really good DB and stuff. Um, so yeah, I just kind of made that trans- transition and stuff. And. Feel like I definitely made the right decision, you know.
0: Yes. Do you enjoy the aspect that now you get to hit the position that you once (laughs) wanted to play as hard as you can, or do you look back and be like, I would love to be a running back and run somebody that's in my position over? Yeah.
3: I mean, it's nice to score touchdowns, but uh, (laughs) it's definitely better when you're in control of making the hit, Hit taking it,
2: (laughs) or you can make the hit, pick the ball up, pick six with one hand, (laughs) and score a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's happened before.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so my question was going to be the favorite player and favorite team. And so is the Saints and Reggie Bush, is that your favorite player? Favorite um,
3: I mean, I've never really had one specific team mm-hmm. that I was, you know, a big fan of. Yeah. Um, I always kind of watched the Colts and Peyton Manning in that whole era. Always been a Tom Brady fan, too. He's been one of my favorite players ever. Um, uh, so, yeah, I love watching the Patriots and stuff like that. Um, actually, got to watch him in camp because I was actually hurt at the time, but we had a combined camp uh, for the Bucks this year, Bucks and Titans. Nice. And, uh, you know, just seeing him yeah. in person there, wow. I was like, Being dude, this is desmarized. sweet. Yeah, this dude's like one of my favorite players ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fan-boing, sick. Yeah, sport? I was totally fanboying. <laughs> I mean, I wore his jersey. Um, he was the first jersey I ever bought. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's a wore good one. It. You picked oh, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so seeing him in person, I was like, okay, it's pretty nice. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: does it ever feel like. Did it ever feel like when you transitioned to the NFL, like we everybody talks about the skill gap and how different it is between the percent of people that play college football that even make it to the pros versus college being like the tail end of their lives. Did it ever occur to you or did it ever hit you that like once you got drafted or when you were about to get drafted or when you knew you were on the draft board that this is real? Like I'm going to take the next step or were you always so confident in your ability that you knew the NFL was your goal and you were going to make it there no matter what?
3: Uh, I mean, I always had a goal, obviously, to make it the NFL, but I wasn't like, hey, this is the only way I'm ever going to be happy, you yeah. know, this and that. Um, but, I mean, I really just – it kind of hit me uh, midway through my college career. Where I was like, hey, I think I might have a chance um, to do something in the NFL. Um, but I was never like, hey, this is a for sure thing. Yeah. Like, I'm the best player ever. <laughs> I never thought like that. I was like, hey, I think, you know, I think I can make a run at this. And, you know, I was really kind of, you know, really dug down deep and committed. Um, you know, my third year – Um, in college, so kind of midway through my college career, and um, yeah, definitely worked out, but as far as the difference of the game, I feel like there's, the biggest difference is the people's focus, you know, my teammates focus in the game, Mm -hmm. where in college, people were just, you know, showing up and going to practice, Mm -hmm. and just kind of relying on, you know, like their Mm -hmm. uh, just natural ability and stuff, Um, but going to the NFL, it's like, whoa, these guys are actually studying the playbook and they show up to meetings they actually know what's going on and the coaches don't ever have to ask anybody hey did you watch film they just know that they did and if you didn't then you're just going to get cut and they don't even care yeah shout out out to Marcus russell yeah exactly (laughs) yeah the empty tapes yeah exactly um but yeah, I guess the biggest difference is just people are on their stuff. You know, it's a profession. People are here and this is their job. Yeah. They're not just doing it because, you know, they're trying to get free school or whatever. Absolutely. And they're not worried about class after they're like, hey, after practice, I'm going to go home and watch film. I'm not going to go, you know, do my homework and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's just big, big difference of focus for
4: sure.
0: Okay. That's fair.
4: Uh, speaking of like uh, being on top of your game. So like. Um, in terms I know you can't give like schemes and things like that but what are like good defensive coordinators doing to kind of um, set up a proper game game plan and schemes like what are what are things defense coordinators are doing uh, in the NFL this especially yeah.
0: in now such an offensively yeah. driven league right you see like the Mahomes yep. the Allens those offenses that are so dynamic and high powered and they always use the phrase like you can't stop them but you can try to contain them right so like as as monstrous and overwhelming as that feat seems when you're going up against a team like that on offense on the offensive side, yeah, like what he said, what's something that like you guys start looking at to start to narrow that scope so that it doesn't seem so insurmountable?
3: Yeah, well, we know um, what offenses are going to try to do to a defense is hey, they're going to try in motion. And try to get people looking different ways, and guess what? The ball's over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like the hand and ball trick. Like, oh, hey, which yeah. one? You know. Of hand so yeah. yeah, so they're trying to, they're always trying to do motions and stuff like that. But they're also doing that for formation recognition and uh, to try to see if we're in man coverage. If we're in man yeah. coverage, you're going to see the guy follow. Yeah. And so what defenses will do will be like, hey, we're we're going to be in zone, but if they go in motion you're going to run with them and make it look like we're a man. Ah, and then, nice. yeah, that's why um, if you're ever watching defense, you want to watch the defensive line, obviously, to see um, if they're getting, you know, like good pushback, you know, at the snap of the ball. But you also want to see the safeties, see what we're doing. Because sometimes we'll be disguising like, hey, we're yeah. showing single high, boom, we come back to two high, or we'll go single high, and then we'll flip all the way to the other side. You know, just all types of defense try to do that to mess up, you know, the offenses and stuff, but offenses you know pretty good like Aaron Rodgers he can pick that stuff up pretty <laughs> well you know obviously um so, yeah, they just try to do, you know, stuff like that. To, Is this
4: all just vocally, like, telling the players that are around you, like, hey, we're let's switch in and go single high or or this and that, you know? Yeah, so
3: it's usually just com- uh, communicated at practice, obviously, like, hey, so when we get this formation, we're going to do this. And then on the field, you can hear, like, if you really listen closely on the TV, you can hear everyone saying, like, random words. You're like, mm-hmm. what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Like, elephant. Like, you'll hear, you'll hear the most weird words <laughs> ever. And people are going to be running down doing all these types of motions and stuff. And... I know it's pretty sophisticated
2: um when you're out there but I mean it works yeah really? yeah <laughs> all right so um kind of to take a step back from all the football talk tell us about your diet as an NFL player how intense is it are there limitations on what you can do as far as eating how does that work yeah so um
3: as far as like off-season training right now I'm just kind of I'm not being super super committed to my diet obviously we had some chick-fil-a um but really when i'm like really into full training or even in the season i'm not going to be eating you know a bunch of ice cream or whatever i do only have ice cream uh the night before the game surprisingly yeah um but yeah just try to be committed as far as like no alcohol or whatever um no fast food just whoops yeah basic stuff um I don't know. I'm trying to think how to describe it. Just like meat, veggies and super low carbs. Um, But the hardest thing for me this past year when I was trying to cut weight and stuff, you know, for the combine training and everything, they have this whole diet set out for you. And it was just like one little plate um, for dinner one little plate for lunch or whatever. And then a little little burrito for breakfast the next day. Um, The hardest thing for me is I was always hungry the whole time. Like, what the heck? I'm always used to being full. Like, what the heck is going on? But like, no, this is the exact amount of food that you need. Like, just trust it. Like, well, my whole life I've always yeah. been eating full, you yeah. know, and I'm always trying to like snack on something, you know, yeah. you know watching TV or whatever. You're always snacking. Um, so that was a big, you know, kind of um, new thing to me. And so I've been kind of trying to keep that. Like, I've been cooking a bunch um, the past couple of weeks. Is it good, Macy? <laughs> He does the cooking,
1: <laughs> does the cleaning. It's very nice. nice. I'm like a I'm like a housewife right now. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: but yeah, I've just been cooking um steak chicken but bacon
0: chicken. Um but try to trying to do as Buccolini. few carbs mm. as possible, yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned the meals that they have laid out for you. So during the season, people are making your food for you to eat.
3: Yeah. So during the season, yeah, it's like a uh, kind of buffet style where you can just come and grab it, um, and choose what you want. But I always try to do, um, like meat, veggies, and then maybe like some potatoes or something, but like a small amount of potatoes. But yeah, I definitely got carried away a little bit, you know, <laughs> eating too much. Um, yeah. Favorite
0: flavor of ice cream. You mentioned you like ice
3: cream. Yeah. So I was, uh, before the, um, the night before the game, we always have like a huge buffet, um, type deal. And then they have a section where you can get like a pre-made, you know, um, spaghetti and whatever. Um, and then they have another section where it's like a person where they have like vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, uh, like Oreos, M&Ms, everything you can think of. And so I would always get ice cream, and oreos and then maybe a little bit of chocolate in there nice um my buddy uh he makes these really good he calls it the teddy special it's like this super <laughs> uh super good little ice cream thing that he makes and it's kind of like his famous thing that my family always gives him, you know a good time about nice. um so i always try to mimic that it's not quite up to his par but uh, i try to mimic it the night before the game nice yeah.
0: give you some kind of homey vibes to yeah exactly to get yourself, like
3: in the right headspace. yeah exactly what,
4: what about pre-game like right before the game starts or pre-game meal yeah so
3: pre-game meal um, I mean, that is another thing with the NFL. The games are a lot earlier. In college, you'd have like 8 o'clock games. It was, you know, the latest games ever where um, NFL almost every game is, you know, afternoon. Um, so, pregame meal, just eating like an omelet, um, just veggies. Um yeah, veggie omelet, and then a little smoothie yeah. or whatever with some protein. It's cool they
1: get to order the smoothies. He like picks it out every night before. Whatever oh, nice. Yeah, the smoothie. yeah.
3: They have like a little app where you can pick it out and stuff, which is nice. Put a little spinach in there. It looks gross, but it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the
2: weirdest one you've seen? What's like the weirdest pregame meal you've seen any of your friends through you college? Some school? people just
3: eat a banana and they're they're good to go. I'm like, dude, you're not eating till like four <laughs> o'clock is the next meal you're gonna have. Okay. You know, built different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Yeah, I guess that's probably the weirdest
0: thing. It's Mm -hmm. just like almost nothing. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you play a game, you know, being hungry. Shifting gears a little bit, Macy, you you can touch on this too if you want. How are you balancing now with the scope of being a professional football player, balancing work and personal life, juggling a long-distance relationship, that side of things, knowing that as an NFL player you travel, uh, you know, you don't get to see your family and friends as often. How has that balance been since you became an NFL player?
3: Um. Yeah, the biggest thing has been just like uh, flying her out um, once in a while, like on the weekends and stuff. She got, um, you know, she'd have you know Saturday and Sunday, so she would fly out Friday night, uh, come to the come hang out on Saturday, and then I'd be at the hotel Saturday. She'd be at my apartment or whatever. And then uh, Sunday, she'd come to the game and have to fly out Sunday night and go back to work on Monday. Wow. Dang. Yeah Yeah. terrible. Um, like so
1: after work, <coughs> you know, we yeah. like the same job. We can't take off work, really. Otherwise, your whole base is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go out after work, and then, like, the flights would always be delayed. So then we'd get in at, like, 11 o'clock at night and then go to bed because he had practice. Then he'd be there till like, 1 o'clock, too. And then he'd leave at – he had to be at meetings at, like, what, 645? Yeah. So we'd get that time.
0: Yeah, just like and a then, small window. Yeah, we'd get like lunch. See them and and game, then that's pretty and
1: much then it. Get dinner after yeah. the game
3: and go home. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. we made it work. Lots of FaceTimes and stuff. Um, we got into uh, the Hunger Games recently. Oh, just <laughs> trying, to, trying to watch like series and stuff yeah. together. Yeah. That's um, good. Have like a little date night or whatever on FaceTime or whatever. Um, yeah, it hasn't been too bad. She was a trooper coming out and flying out a bunch. So that was nice. Nice. Definitely appreciated that. Heck now
1: yeah. he's paying me back with doing the dishes and the vacuuming <laughs> and things to do. <laughs> no, it's
0: tough. I mean, I, I can't imagine, I mean, you kind of know, like I'm doing long distance with my fiance as well. And you know, I, I have the luxury to fly out there whenever I want to some extent. Mm-hmm. So I typically do the Friday to Sunday thing as well, but I at least get the entirety of Saturday. It's not like she's having to do all these things on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So I can't imagine. I mean, that's 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 incredible that you guys are still making it work. And, and Yeah,
2: 2022, right? Like we have all this technology now, it kind of helps. Like imagine yeah. players, like like 10 years ago. Yeah. What do they do?
0: Just yeah. like, there's no FaceTime. Yeah.
1: Right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Pick up a payphone. Now I just Telegram. like do FaceTime and set them down and like do my Dude. daily life. Yeah. 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 Nice.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah it okay. makes it easier. Yeah. Cool.
2: Um, so you did mention your numbers on your jerseys throughout like your career. You chose 25, Reggie Bush. Why 15 now?
3: Yeah. So I didn't get to choose 15. Oh. Yeah. So I show up. I'm like, hey, what number am I? And they're like, well, 33, 25, and seven are all taken. So, Here's fifteen. Like, sweet, it's a sweet number. Yeah. And actually, I actually I really like it, honestly. Yeah. Um I remember when I was walking in uh for our first day of practice and I had, you know, my pads on and stuff, my jersey, and all the guys are like, New guy with the new jersey. <laughs> I love the number. <laughs> they hooked you up. I'm like, yeah, dude, they've been
0: away. And we yeah. wouldn't have we couldn't have physically seen that since what, two, three years ago when they yeah. changed the number yeah, rules. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's a really cool, yeah. different dynamic that yeah. we wouldn't have
2: seen. Buddha Baker uh was one of the first safeties to Switch to like a, you know, single, different, double, yeah, single yeah. digit, yeah. lower number. Yeah. So now, you know, things are happening. 15. Yeah. 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 I like it. We nice. got, we got yeah. them on our show. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love 15, it. 15, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then 33, you know, uh, I've been like, you know, all over your Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to see who this guy <laughs> is. A um, lot of number 33 jerseys. Uh, what, is there any significance to that one?
3: Yeah. So uh, pretty much wore 33. That was just my dad's favorite number. Um, he always wore it, you know, kind of growing up and stuff. And uh, so I was like, hey, you know what? I'll give him a little tribute. And we're at 33. Um, switch from, you know, obviously 25 in college to 33 just to kind of give him a little shout out. Like, hey, nice. you know, thanks for everything you did for me.
0: Nice.
4: Yeah. Um, you, so going back to football, you mentioned the motions that defenses do uh, or, or, yeah, offenses do to see if the um, defense is actually playing zone or man. I relate to that because I play Madden and I oh, do yeah. that on Madden. Yeah. So my question is, do you play Madden or any video games for that Madden? Um,
3: yeah, I play yeah, she doesn't like when I play. <laughs> she giggles. Yeah, um, He's I don't. Right before we, got here.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we were literally about to get a TV here. Oh wow! So, it so me, me and me and Sorry to interrupt, but me and Sweetheart, we were in 2006. Yeah. We used to play Madden like religiously. Oh yeah, we were number one in the country.
1: In the, oh, actually, in the
2: world. On Xbox Live. No. On, on no, Xbox one. Live. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we sweet. were that. So like, like so like, I, I was in high school. Right, Where I was in homework. He would take like the first two games, yeah. and then I'd be like, I need a break. Then he would do his homework, and I would take over the it next game. It was literally game. a system. Yeah, <laughs> and sweet.
0: like sometimes I was like, "Oh man, it's the fourth quarter. Honestly, don't trust my play calling. Shisho. you take over." And I'd just be like, <laughs> "You know what? You do this." Like it was, it was wild the way it worked out. But yeah, we grew up just playing Madden. We still play Madden. Uh, but yes, back to that's the sweet. Games for yeah. Me.
3: Um, so I was a huge Madden player, um, all the time, but kind of stopped playing ever since Madden 25. I didn't like the update. Yeah. So I just haven't yeah. been as committed to Madden as I used to. I used to like doing the, you know, the running back matchup on a yeah. yeah. little mini camp yeah. and stuff like that. Dude, oh my God. I'm getting yeah, flashbacks. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, and honestly, I feel like I kind of stopped playing cause, um, I would just play against my brothers all the time. That was, like, you know, the main people I would play against. I didn't really like playing online because mm-hmm. it's not as fun talking trash online <laughs> right. where it's, like, your little brother, and right. he's beating you, and he's talking the trash. You know, it, like, really hurts when your little brother beats you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so really I, I guess I kind of just stopped playing ever since I moved out, you know, the house and stuff. Did you have a go-to
4: um, team uh, to play with? Um Not really.
3: That's that's a tough one. That one changes year to year quite often. But I will say this: uh, me and my brothers, we always, and my cousins and stuff, we have a little um, group chat and stuff. We get on Fortnite or uh, (laughs) Mario Party together, uh, Mario Kart. I mean, we we've been getting into Nintendo. Uh, Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> another great game. Yeah, we've been, we've been all about just the kind of like
0: the teamwork games yeah. and stuff. So if you're um,
1: working from home, he's always... Yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite is like the
0: best like for the boys kind of game. Oh yeah, right? exactly. I, when it first came out, I was so into it and, and I would tell these guys because we grew up in like the Halo era yeah. where Halo 2 was like the thing and I remember us like taking all our Xboxes playing split screen and like it was a big deal and I'm like, guys, if Fortnite had come out at that time or you guys were into video games this time with Fortnite, I think this would be arguably be the best, like, team overall game we've ever experienced together. So I didn't get to play with these guys, yeah. but I played Fortnite so much that I understand because it was so addicting and just so yeah. fun. And, like, the group environment, getting, like, three or four buddies, yeah. I, and it couldn't be matched. You and, know,
2: like, Macy, so, like, you know, there's going to be times where are like, why are you playing so many games, you know? <laughs> but there is a reason why that should actually be done by more people, and it's because, like, you know, you're out, right? Like, you barely get to see her, you barely get to see your family. Yeah there's times that games these, these video games what they do for like people is that they give you that connection that you don't get to have with your bros or your you know family yeah. that you're so close you know while you're growing up playing all these games but you can do that digitally now you can have that sense of connection mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have if it wasn't for video games you know so it does give you a little bit of a mental break. you
4: just want to shit talk let's yeah. be honest talk? <laughs> i mean when i'm winning all the time why do i have to shit talk <laughs> Yeah,
0: he's the Madden King for sure. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, relate nice to that yeah. as well. Like I tell my fiance all the time, like, because I used to play a bunch of Fortnite when we were living together, and she's like, really, again? And it's always like, all right, babe, good night. And then it's like, where are we dropping, boys? You know, <laughs> yeah, like get that thumbs yeah. on. We're like, yeah. where are we dropping, boys? Um,
3: or but, she can she can hear the uh, <laughs> the theme song in the background. Hey, wait hey, a second. What are you, what are you doing? Like, right. I, say, hey, I don't I worry got, about I i like, to
1: to where? <laughs>
3: like the boys are counting on me. But sometimes
1: it's nice because then I'll just sit in the room and scroll through TikTok yeah. Exactly, and then he can't get mad exactly. at you that's
0: exactly. that balance, balance. Right? your life, yeah. <laughs> your together life. It's like, just
1: frustrating yeah. when I'm like Brady, Brady, <laughs> like Brady, you're, and you're yeah, just yeah. not listening. <laughs> 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 no, um, but it is
3: a good point you made. Um, definitely the camaraderie thing, I feel like that's very, you know, important. And I was living alone this year, so I was like, hey, boys, what time are we getting on? Yeah. You know, stuff like that um so it, yeah definitely i feel like helps you know with long distance and moving around and stuff being in different cities yeah. either way i can hop on with my brothers and stuff my cousins yeah, or my macy boys.
2: can get an xbox yeah
1: mm-hmm. i have a
3: switch i got a, i got a switch that's what i bring with me nice yeah. Right, it's portable yeah.
0: yeah i mean the whole uh i guess since the whole COVID thing happened, being remote or like not being able to leave your house, one thing that we started doing as our group too, is like, dude, we gotta still like hang out. We can't hang out, but we gotta still hang out. So we started using Discord. I don't know if you've used Discord playing video games. Uh, We started using Discord and literally like on like a Saturday night, if there's like a UFC fight or a football game, one of us would just share it and we'd just be watching it on Discord together, right? So during COVID, when you couldn't physically see each other yeah. and stuff, is the best way for us to all hang out. We watched like Dragon Ball Z episodes. Yeah, we were just oh, you know, yeah. like reminiscing yeah. a bunch of random stuff. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just like a
1: website you type in. It's
0: an application, actually. Yeah, you just create an username and password and then you can invite people and then you can yeah, just I've get heard a huge that. group. That's yeah. sweet. It's, it's, it's yeah, a lot Discord,
2: of fun. you're going to have to pay for us for that.
0: a nice little shout out there. Let's jump a little bit into football specific stuff. I'll kick us off real quick. Um, Ed Reed or Troy Polamalu?
3: Man, I gotta go with Troy Polamalu. Nice. I'm go Steelers <laughs> right. fan. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yeah. I, you so I go to, to med, I went to med school, right? On an Island in the Caribbean and you know, late nights we would have, and we're, I'm just around a bunch of football minded people all the time. And every night around 2am, 3am, this would come up all the time. Cause there's a clear cut. There's a group of Ed Reed people and there's a group of Troy Polamalu oh, people yeah. and they will never agree. But they're so different in their own ways, right? So, can you give us some insight from like an actual person in the NFL that plays that exact same position or you know similar? Why one versus the other?
3: I don't know. I just feel like Troy Polamalu. You don't look at him. You're not like, wow, this guy is super big, right. super just like crazy. But he just makes plays. He makes like random stuff happen. Yes, he does. Like his interception where his hand just <laughs> <is> right <under laughs> yeah. there, and it, that's like, with dude, a dive how? too. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah you're like how the heck is this guy nobody else is thinking to do things like that right it's
0: almost like his brain's working differently.
3: yeah or like you know just jumping over the center just stuff like that like ed reed was a freak too like don't get me wrong and just like what he stood for just being a leader and stuff he was a freak but paulo malo was just quiet and just played the game freaking (laughs) how you're supposed to play it um yeah like i watched his you know 30 for 30 on Mm -hmm. i mean that dude's legit obviously um but i just love how he would just kind of go off the radar as far as like they'd have a defensive call and be like, you know what, I think it's going to come over here. And he would just go, you know, on his own and just go make a sack. And the coach was like, Hey dude, like, I mean, he Keep made the play. <laughs> yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're you're, paying you to make plays. So you're making plays. You're making me look good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just kind of love how he just had to, you know, just a crazy instinct for the yeah. game yeah. and just a beast. I you think know? that's the difference, right? Yeah. Ed
2: Reed was physically way more gifted as far as speed, as yeah, far as, you know, exactly. just, Even like just overall yeah. hitting ability, all that. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. that crazy clip of Ed Reed where he's like on a punt. Yeah. Like he's it on the special teams. Turn. And yeah. he's like, he's hustling so hard that whole play. And at the end of the play, he makes the play. Right. So it's like, you just you just have to like stop and like be like, is that normal? Like, does everybody do that? And they don't. It's like these instincts that these greats have, that you know, that clearly make them stand out versus like somebody else. And that's that's why this is such a funny conversation, is because they're just both elite, like top yeah. of the top, right? But there's still a difference between them, and we just have to appreciate both yeah. sides rather than be like, I want this and I don't want that. You just have to have love for both. Yeah, It's for like sure. who yeah. you can
0: gravitate towards or relate towards more, right? Like yeah. you said, you like the playmaking, intangible, instinctual Th- that's ability also of me. Paul That's Mala. also yeah. me. Yeah. That's why I like Troy Paul Versus Mala. the Ed Reeds. But again, you can't go wrong with either. No, both exactly. are Hall of Famers. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two of the best safeties <laughs> ever, yeah. so...
4: Um, nice. Uh, speaking to like Troy Palomo or, uh, Ed Reed, we have, we have another one for you. Um, this one's probably gonna be a lot easier. Uh, uh Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert moving <laughs> forward.
1: <laughs> Man, I don't want, I don't want to give a biased answer here. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, okay. that's a
3: good question. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow's, um, you know, going to play today in the playoffs and stuff yeah. and he's, you know, turned them around like no other. Um, But that's tough, man. I I can't go against Herbert. Um, I mean, Herbert brought the Chargers from the ground up. It's pretty, pretty sweet to see what they've done. Um, I guess I got to go with Herbert. Yeah, 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 I can't go against. You you can't really go wrong.
2: You can't go wrong, especially like right now. There's no way. Like they're both amazing. I think Burrow, Mahomes, and Herbert. Yeah. Like I know Mahomes is like a little different because he's established over time. He's made the Super Bowl twice. But I think as far as just skill set and like. What the new age of football is going to require, it's going to require those type of quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: I feel like Joe Burrow and Justin are going to be, you know, kind of the trendsetters. Yeah, you know, going forward, which like is cool. This generation's maybe like you know how you had the Peyton and the Brady. I'd argue maybe slightly before Burrow and Herbert, we could say like maybe Mahomes and Allen get mm-hmm. their own echelon or their own timeline, and then it's like the Burrow and Herberts, right? Um, and the one thing that we us watching Justin Herbert this year, I had him on my fantasy team this year too, so okay. I was a big Herbert guy, Sweet. big Herbert guy. Um He, like that last game against the Raiders when they had to convert like four different, four, six different fourth downs, yeah. the one thing that stood out to me about Justin Herbert is at no point did it look like he was like shelled or like nervous. Like it was the most composed to where I was like borderline worried. I'm like, does this guy actually show emotion? Because he was so... <laughs> Composed. I was so baffled at how young he is Mm -hmm. in that spot fourth down conversions to literally lose the football game He don't convert and it was just like another play to him playing with him at Oregon Did you do you see those types of tendencies in his natural personality? Is that just who he is or does he have fire in him? It just he's able to keep himself composed. Yeah, so
3: um, It's funny that you say that because just in practice just like no composure like no matter what situation we're going over It's just like blank face. Just like he's just throwing the this ball a funny like a guy. beast yeah he says some weird um, stuff like, yeah.
2: i've watched his highlights like the the practice highlights we're just reciting like borat lines <laughs> and like just a bunch of random i'm like this is a bro like yeah. he's like one yeah, of us Yeah, he's
3: like the most <laughs> most normal guy off the field ever um obviously super humble and stuff so it's just crazy to see him out there doing the exact same things that he did at oregon mm-hmm. you know just as far as his composure and yeah. he's just taking it even to a you know, higher extent. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's also cool to see, you know, just kind of his personality come out, you know, especially when he's doing interviews and stuff, you can just tell he's like more energetic and stuff because he's just comfortable. He's in a place where, you know, you can tell he's having fun and enjoying the game, which is good to see.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you have played in, you know, college now in the NFL, you played up there in Oregon and traveled all across the country there are differences in elevations in all these areas, right? So playing in different elevations, does that matter to you as much as far as preparation for these different settings? Like if you're playing in you know, Denver versus playing down in New Orleans, like do you feel physically tired? Because I know it's a it's a concept that as we watch TV as like watchers, uh, they talk about it. Like the announcers are like, yeah, we're in Denver a mile high. Like yeah. the ball's traveling at a certain speed here. As a player, do you, change anything you do for preparations for those type of games?
3: Yeah, so I never actually had to play in Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I never had to play in the high altitude. But I will say this, going from uh, just like in Detroit, we would go indoor, indoor, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in an outdoor yeah. game and it's like 30 degrees uh-huh. outside. Yeah. You know, So just kind of getting used to playing in those different environments is whatever. I mean, you adjust through it, um, to it throughout the week. Like when we were playing in Seattle, we practiced outside in Detroit that whole week. And it's like freezing cold at practice and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you can't, you can't practice inside because then you're used to having yeah. a warm, yeah. you know, warm hands 100%. catching the ball, warm hands throwing the ball as a quarterback and stuff. And then you go to the game and it's all of a sudden cold, you know. So, I don't know. The coaches, the coaches kind of have it figured out to where they just do the adapting for us and we just kind of adjust. What, you know? what
2: about the craziest college atmosphere that you had to play at? Like the opposing team?
3: Um. That's a good question. I mean, Arizona State was pretty, pretty rocking for us. Um, we went and played out there. They beat us both times we played there. <laughs> but I mean, for whatever reason, they freaking brought the heat, you know, as far as the crowd and stuff. Yeah, um, they have
1: like the fireworks. Yeah, they like, just have so much that they put into game. the game. Aren't
2: they like the number one party school in America yeah. too? Yeah, Arizona State or oh, yeah. Sun Devils? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, yeah, just exactly what she's saying. Just like they're, um, it's almost like a show. You know, when they're running out the tunnel, it felt like you're in an NFL game where I it's see. like a huge production and stuff. Um, but Washington State, we went up and played there. Um, and it was like the first college game day that Washington State had or whatever. And um, it was just packed out to the house. I mean, like freezing cold game. Um, they obviously beat us uh, in that college <laughs> game day game. Um, but that atmosphere was crazy. I mean, because they were so excited to have their first game day. And yeah, they were they were, they were pretty loud that whole yeah. game. yeah.
4: The the ers have to go to Green Bay Lambeau Field to play, and you know Cali all the way to Green Bay. So I feel for those guys. I'm yeah. sure they're doing the same
3: thing.
0: Nine you're talking about. in Lambeau yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I know. same
3: time. And I've I've been hearing a bunch of announcers saying, "Oh, you know the quarterback isn't going to be used to the cold. I mean, it's not going to affect them. I don't think he'll get
0: yeah. used to in a week. He's, yeah, yeah he's a, he's out. a pro. Yeah. Um, he's a professional yeah. NFL player. You yeah. think that's something he'd have to prepare for,
4: right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Let's say, for example, you have a uh, when you're when you're in the game, you have a broken coverage, right? And uh, you don't know where you're supposed to be. Um, you're in the wrong place. For example, what are you looking to do to still make a play? Um, and yeah, just make a play. Run fast, <laughs> run fast. Yeah. and
0: hit them hard. The Use that thing. four five five <laughs> speed, yeah. man.
3: Literally, the last thing you want to do is like be looking around, like did yeah. I just make a mistake? No, you just run. <laughs> just at least run in circles or something. Like run somewhere. You what don't want to do nothing. Was in
1: the wrong spot. What game was that? Um, I think. Now we're, I'm calling him out. Call him out. <laughs> I don't remember.
3: Honestly, uh, what game was it this year?
1: Yeah, it was this year. You got yelled at. Uh, was it your first game on the Lions or one of your last Titans games?
3: Um, not okay. sure.
1: I just remember he was in the wrong spot, and so he was like so bummed because he was like, "Oh, was such a stupid mistake. I don't know why I
3: did that." Oh, oh. Uh, so we're playing the the Patriots, and uh, they had switched to like some we hadn't really practiced much, mm-hmm. and um me and this guy I'm not going to say his name but <laughs> yeah. uh we both you know go and do our job but we blocked the wrong guy you know blocked him freaking all the way tried to throw him out of bounds yeah. and stuff did a great job but we blocked the wrong guy and the uh, guy that I was supposed to double team with um was all alone <laughs> and so I, I felt pretty bad because um obviously i got chewed out for it but me and my other teammate we just thought we were doing the right thing yeah. like hey it's me and you da, da, da. <laughs> go and block this guy and then i come to the sideline i'm getting chewed out and i was like well i mean yeah.
2: if, if it makes it feel any better tom brady thought it was fourth down when it was exactly down. yeah, so, yeah. Like, like, Kirk, exactly. Kirk Cousins
0: lined up behind the right guard as opposed to the center so people make that happens yeah um, but that's a great point right and I think you almost answered the question asking that because naturally I would just be like if you're out of place your goal is going to be no matter what try to make a play yeah exactly. right yeah. and, and yeah. yeah I mean I, I guess that's going to be tough in the situation but knowing where you need to be instinctually um, I'll go next oh. I'll go next um, I don't know how how, how in-depth you can get about this, but we, following the football all year, me and him are huge Vikings fans, so obviously we follow the Detroit Lions and we get to see at least they play each other twice a year. Head coach Dan Campbell, he's obviously been on the scene a lot. He's busted his ass, and, and, and I feel like he really deserves the position that he's in. And you can tell that like the players have kind of formulated around him with uh, you know, the lack of talent that the Lions have had relative to other teams they've played. What can you tell us at least what you've experienced from Dan Campbell that – all these guys seem like they can get behind him. Like, it, it just seems like he's built a culture in that in that locker room.
3: Yeah, I mean, i got to put a disclaimer out there. I've only been there for four weeks. Sure. Uh, so I only know him for the four weeks that I've been there. But in the four weeks, you could tell that, you know, the players were really rallying, you know, around him. And I feel like everyone trusts and the players know, like, hey, this guy cares about us as players. You know, he's not just going through the motions and stuff. And so I feel like everyone definitely appreciated that. Um, but, yeah, he's just a guy that loves the game. Like, he would have, you know, our team meetings and stuff before practice, and he would just be like, hey, let's go out there. You're playing, you know, for the name on your back. You know, we're not obviously not playing for the playoffs, but we're playing for, you know, the respect of the game and the name on your, you know, on the back of your jersey. You're playing for your family and stuff, and you're playing to go out there and have fun. You're not just going through the motions. So, let's go out there, have a good week of practice, you know, have a good game and stuff, and let's go have some fun. And sure enough, that same week that he gave that big speech, we go and beat the Cardinals and stuff. So, I just feel like, you know, the team – really respects and We know, okay, this is kind of a rebuilding year mm-hmm. and, you know, we're going to kind of rally around this guy. And, um, I'm really excited for next year. I feel like, you know, we have a good, a good group of guys and we got some good draft picks coming up. So, um, I think there's a lot of positive, you know, going into this next yeah. year and then the season with the win was really good. Obviously. Um, I just know the staff is obviously excited about that too. So it mm-hmm. should be fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you mentioned the draft picks coming up. You ended the season, you know, beating Aaron Rodgers, and when he didn't even want to sit out that game. Yeah. Um, so you obviously were there during this Amon-Ray St. Brown come up, come up, right? It's like out of nowhere. He was arguably in the last six weeks of the season the best wide receiver in football, like statistically. So tell us a little bit about him. Like, you know, I know you were there at the tail end of this, but like, what's he like? Anything particular, just a normal dude?
3: Yeah, super chill. Yeah, just normal dude. Like, I was thinking, okay, maybe he's going to be just kind of like a, a hype guy or whatever, like super funny in the locker room, but just super normal dude. Um, at practice, he's going, like, full speed, never took any reps off. Um, but, yeah, he's a pro. I mean, the reason he's making these plays because he's working so hard in practice. Um, and he just knows what he's doing. He's never the guy, like, in practice, to like, hey, you're in the wrong spot, this and that. Like, he always mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. Always um, just working hard, and it was good to see. I mean, you can tell the team freaking loves him, you know, because he's making so many plays. And then he's just a good guy in the locker room, which is, you know, awesome. And, uh, I mean, I I feel like he's just going to keep getting better every year. Um, But it's cool to see a West Coast guy, you know, ball out like that. So, yeah, that was fun.
4: Yeah, he's been on a tear uh, last Four, six weeks, right about the time that you came along. Yeah. So maybe, you know, you're, <laughs> there some, you're, hey. you're good the vibes good vibes there. there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The breezy vibes. Yeah. The, breezy, the breezy effect. Yeah. Um, speaking of good luck, uh, are you superstitious? Do you have any superstitions or anything? Like uh, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm definitely
3: a little superstitious okay. before the game. Not crazy superstitious, but um, definitely a little bit. What,
4: yeah. what, what is your superstition? Any um, rituals? Yeah. Uh,
3: not like any ritual. I guess I just always eat the same food. Yeah. Um I always get there early and just do the kind of the same routine, always wear two uh, sweatbands on my left arm for whatever reason. Um, I guess that's kind of my big superstition. Like the game, I uh, messed up my ankle. I didn't have the two sweatbands. And like after the game, I'm like, what am uh, I doing? Never (laughs) again. Yeah, I was like, why did I do that? Um, but even literally um, before I hurt my ankle, I realized I didn't have my sweatbands on, so I was like, "Hey, trainer, give me some tape." So I literally put tape, two stripes of tape, just because I was superstitious about not having it. And then, sure enough, I get hurt. I'm like, "Dude, why did I do that?" <laughs> you know? but that's that's really the only superstition I have. I'm not crazy superstitious, but have you have you one. heard
4: of any crazy superstitions like around the, like players that, that something or ritual that they do or they um, have to do before a game or anything like that
3: i mean nothing too crazy okay. um yeah i don't i don't really know of anything like super crazy but i remember at tennessee we had a guy um he's like obviously one of the kind of bigger names guys but i don't want to say his name but <laughs> he's got these big old like literal like dead animals above his locker cool. that he has like stuffed and i don't even know if you want to call that a ritual Are but these it's a small animal yeah like he's got like a little beaver up above his locker <laughs> 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 it's just like hey, what the heck i remember i walked in i'm like what the heck is this like this guy trying to sell these to us or something and that's just like his thing,
2: he just, thing. yeah
0: whatever awesome. it takes yeah yeah I- i'm pretty sure it's fair to assume that moving forward every game you play for the rest of your life you're going to have these double sweat yeah exactly <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. add one more just for an extra <laughs> yeah. measure extra, exactly extra safety um okay so how is it different and again feel free to dive in as detailed or not um what's different when you have meetings that are team specific like the team as a whole versus position specific like how, how how does it differentiate like how much of that onus is on like your positions coach versus like the overall head coach telling you guys what to do or is there a dynamic there or or kind of more of like a, hey, the position's coach has full-fledged control to deal with that position the way he feels fit, for specifically for your position? Yeah,
3: I feel like um, it's definitely going to be different. Like, you know, a team meeting, you're just kind of talking about the overall goal of the team. Um, like in Tennessee and in Detroit, we would kind of go over like, hey, what are our goals for this week? What are we trying to accomplish? Uh, what do we need to keep in mind, you know, against this team? And then when you break off in your position groups, um, it's like specific stuff. Like, hey, in this coverage, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to change this this week. This is going to happen. Your stance is going to be like this. You're going to come down to, like, 10 yards or 15 yards. You know, it's, like, super specific stuff where a team meeting, they're just going to kind of do the general, you know, goals and everything like that. Some stuff we need to clean up about the, you know, the practice before or whatever. Um, but, you know, your position stuff, it's, like, it's legit. Like, that's really one you need to freaking yeah. take notes and, like, be locked in because you're going to miss something if you're not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. That,
4: that, sense. that 10 and 15 yards, like, is that based off a of wide receiver, um, like how do you determine like yeah, wh- so that could be drop- based
3: usually off like uh, the down and distance, yeah. you know I feel like every defense has a call where it's like third and 15 or whatever. The safety's not going to drop down to mm-hmm. like eight yards, yeah he's going to come down you know right at 15 and just kind of sit there and wait you know if they're doing like a robber coverage or whatever. Uh, you don't want to drop down to eight <laughs> yards and then have to run back, you yeah. know it just kind of depends on you know the down and distance what your, like-
2: what's your favorite like? formation on defense for your specific position what, what do you like to be at for um, control
3: i really like being in the post um yeah. being in the post of the box i like coming down to the box and fitting the run and stuff like that but i definitely like being in the post kind of being the deepest guy where you can see everything and just kind of react off the quarterback um yeah i just feel like i'm i'm really comfortable being in the post just kind of seeing everything
2: so you know? so that being said who is like your current favorite safety Um,
0: that's so weird that me and him had the exact same thought process and it'll make sense in about 30 seconds
3: Um, yeah I always loved watching Harrison Smith
0: I knew it that's literally why we said that yeah and I
3: know (laughs) I saw some some Viking stuff in here (laughs) Uh, but yeah he's he's a guy that um, I always loved watching um, in high school and college too I mean I even had a kirsten smith jersey in my closet uh, (laughs) let's go let's go (laughs) but i I don't wear it anymore but um yeah i'm a big fan of him i just love the way he plays and you know how hard he plays and stuff like that um but everyone that i played with that have played with him they all said like he's just crazy smart like just knows the game um so it's kind of cool to hear you know he's just a crazy
4: smart dude Yeah. yeah uh so you played with uh coach campbell for four weeks and then prior to that you were with uh coach rabel what are some like uh, differences, uh, with, within those two coaches that you can kind of speak into?
3: Um, I mean, Vrabel is obviously, um, a very defensive minded guy. Mm-hmm. Like we would be doing, um, scout team defense. So giving the offense, a look for what, um, they're going to face, you know, whatever team we're playing, he would be out there like playing linebacker. <laughs> yeah. I've stuff. seen videos.
4: Yeah. Uh, he was like, I think you guys were uh, together and, uh, he like tries to fake tackle oh, you yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the game. Before yeah. The, I know video what talking yeah. about, Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, but he's just, yeah, he's, like, just a goofball dude, uh, Coach Frable, Um, But he can be intense. Like, if you get on his bad side, you don't want to be on his bad side. You know, he's an intense yeah. dude. Uh, but it was cool how, you know, he was just, like, a super defensive-minded guy. So I definitely appreciated that being a defensive guy. And Campbell's, like, a super smart offensive guy. Obviously, he played offense, you know, in the NFL mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so, you know, when he's at practice, he's freaking, like – going through the offensive stuff, making sure that they're calling the right plays. When we're doing special teams, he's sitting there making sure we're making the right checks and stuff. So really just the biggest difference, just defensive minded guy, offensive minded guy. And you can definitely tell the difference, you know, who they focus on. He's making sure like offensive guys are doing their thing. And he would check in with the defense, obviously,
4: but you know. That's he, his main focus is gonna be the Yeah, and guy. then
3: Vrabel too, like, you know, he's making sure that the defense is ready to go, you know, cause that's kind of like where his mind is at. Yeah. But check in with how Derek's doing, you know, Tannehill was doing. Um, but both really good coaches, you know, love playing for
0: them. Yeah. Any specific, up until this point, it can be college, it can be the pros, any specific opponents that stand out in your mind when you've faced them on the field or they've been on the same side as you that on the field you're just like, holy cow, this guy's just different. Like, is there anybody that you can think of that just totally stands out or jumped off the page when you saw them?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, so we were playing the Patriots. Um, obviously everyone's heard this name Matthew Slater yeah yeah, yeah big special teams guy so yeah. Uh, yeah he was one of my favorite players watching just because he's like a true special teams guy Best I special
2: teams player of all time yeah
3: <laughs> exactly and uh that's kind of my role um you know the, the past you know year mm-hmm. um in the NFL just mainly playing special teams and stuff and so going against him was like well it's kind of sweet <laughs> yeah I'm blocking one of the best you know guys ever <laughs> did uh, you knock him uh, out? <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't knock him down. I almost did, but I didn't, I didn't knock him down. He's just like a freaky good player. Um, and then watching film on him. I mean, he's been in the league for who knows how long, like 12 years or something. Yeah. And he's still one of the first guys down on kickoff. You're like, dude, how the heck is this guy? (laughs) You know, how is he so fast, you know? And, um, yeah, it was definitely fun playing against him. And then Cody Davis was another guy on the Patriots. Um, everyone called him white lightning. Cause he's like, he's a white guy, but he's the first guy down on kickoff, <laughs> like just crazy fast. I don't know what his 40 was, but had to be something fast. And if it's not a fast number, it's definitely faster now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just like a guy that was just so quick. Um, I mean, watching, filming him, nobody could block him because he's down there so fast. They can't even get set up at the right time. Yeah. Um, so going against those two guys, I was like, well, these guys are, you know, they're both veterans. They both knew the game. Um, and both crazy fast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I was going to ask, so a lot of us, like the average watcher of football, we're just so gung ho about the 40 yard speed. Right. But looking more into it, I feel like the cone drills play a bigger importance in actual gameplay. What, what do you think about that? Like,
3: yeah, I could definitely see, um, the shuttle being like a, a big, um, part of how people play. Um, I mean the 40, it obviously matters, but it's really the first 20, you know, it's about your start. If you don't have a good start, you're not going to have a good 40. Um, Like I heard uh, Odell's 40, um, he wasn't even at top speed and he still ran like a four or or whatever. But when he finished at the 40-yard line, he wasn't even at like his full speed. Uh, So he was still accelerating, you know. And so it just shows (laughs) like guys like that that are just freaky fast, they're not even getting to their full potential, you know, by the time they hit 40 yards, so. Yeah, I don't really know what to say of that, but no. it just shows there's some freaks out there. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I think it's a good question, and it makes sense because we've seen guys who put together really fast 40 times and then yeah. for some reason when we see him on the field we're like that guy looks like he should probably be faster he ran a four three and then we see guys who ran like four five, four sixes you put them on the football field and all of a sudden they're playing so much faster than their 40 speed indicates right like to me a good example of that was Najee Harris Najee Harris yeah. ran like a four six something four six four or something like that but when he's on the field he looks a lot faster than a four six four specifically for a running back. So um, I think it's interesting to know that because, yeah, we're so gung-ho because we're looking at uh, the mini camp and the yeah. draft and all that stuff leading up to him. we like, all right, what's this guy's speed? What's this guy's 40? And that's automatically what we always go to. Oh, he ran a four or five. He's too slow. We don't want him. But there's so much more to it than that.
4: Yeah, Najee's stiff arm is definitely <laughs> yeah. more to it than that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That makes up
0: like two seconds of speed that he doesn't
4: need. Yeah, I would not want to be a, <laughs> a defensive player trying to tackle him. Um, so outside of football, uh, what's your second favorite sport?
3: Um, I always played baseball growing up. Nice. Uh, played basketball until my freshman year of high school, but um, yeah, baseball is definitely my my what, second what favorite sport. Uh, center field. Nice. Yeah. Um, ended up almost trying out for baseball at Oregon, but I never did. Ooh, I, really? Yeah. My dad was like, "Dude, you're gonna regret it," and I <laughs> I kind of regret never trying it out. You know because um, I obviously loved it um, growing up in high school and stuff. I actually got recruited by Oregon for baseball before I got recruited for football. Oh, no, really? Yeah, so I uh, really loved baseball. Um, kind of wish I would have tried it. What, yeah. what yeah. was
0: the deciding factor then? If you, if you had such a passion for baseball, how did you decide that football was the path? Uh, I just love football. You know? <laughs> yes. it's like, I, there like, was like
1: a time where Brady was like having a hard time. Like, I don't know what year it was, but you were like, oh, I just feel like I'm oh, not yeah. enough. Yeah. And you're like, maybe this is the time that I should do both of them. Yeah. So, so I wasn't. had a lot of thinking to do about
3: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I forgot about that. So, yeah, I was kind of like, I wasn't really getting much playing time for football. So I was like, well, maybe I should try a little baseball, see what happens there, you know? Um, but obviously, football ended up working out and stuff. But it's the best
2: sport. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, exactly. just want to say
4: that's such a good problem to have when you're like <laughs> good in baseball and football. Like, I don't know which one to do. Like, <laughs> <get> <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that must yeah. be really nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah football i mean i just had too much love for football once i got a scholarship for football like Dude, i'm, right I'm playing that's football it. you yeah, know oregon's sure. my dream school and stuff yeah. so
0: yeah oregon and that's another thing about oregon is they always obviously stand out just because for, they have a contract to get all these badass jerseys that yeah. every other school yeah dudes exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's always probably super fun is how many different jerseys does an oregon football player get to shuffle between uh I
3: think I walked away with like thirty one jerseys. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's well, crazy. I was not expecting that number. I was yeah. gonna be like eight,
0: twelve. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. That's still Yeah. Like so I have
3: yeah, I got a closet full of stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um so kind of like to take a step away from sports in general. So let's get a little philosophical here. Um your favorite quote? Um, play with passion.
3: I know it's not really like a big time quote, um, but it was always my dad's quote. Um, So we had a little baseball team that we had, uh, the Medford Giants or the Southern Oregon Giants, what we called ourselves. And um, we had like these little t-shirts, these handouts to all my teammates and stuff. And always said, play with passion, you know? So that was like his big, big motto. Um, even to this day, like, you know, if he calls me before the game, he's like, Hey, you know, no matter what's going on, you're freaking playing the NFL, go play with some freaking passion, you know, don't go out there and just play. That's amazing
2: because, um, my favorite quote also has the word passion in it. I don't know who said it, but I told it to these guys a couple of weeks ago, but it goes something like this. It's like, if you follow five passions throughout your life, uh, with intent, it will lead you directly to your purpose. So basically you have to do things you're passionate about with passion. Otherwise yeah. it's, it's useless, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. You don't want to go in there with like a little bit of intent. You know, you got to go in there all, all the way. All, in. Yeah. Are all you, in. So
0: This is, this might be a little off topic, but this is almost raising questions in my head. Do you guys feel like there's people out there that can attack anything with a certain level of passion that they're just built different? Because for me personally, like I, I talked about it, hopefully nobody from Fisher listens to this, but if they do whatever, <laughs> um, like, everybody I talk to a Fisher I've let them know like you know what I can do this job decently but this isn't my passion and I know that takes away from the amount of effort I am able to or I even mm-hmm. really want to give right and, and that's just the natural reality of things but this podcast something like this right I can go home and I'm tired as hell like I don't want to do anything but I'll still pull this up and still start looking at podcast stuff because that's what I'm so passionate about that there's no point in my time or my life or if I'm doing that I feel like I'm wasting time or I could be doing something different so do you guys, and this is for all of you guys, do you guys feel like until you truly find your passion, it's hard to give that necessarily necessary level of effort into it to succeed? Or are there people that, again, naturally can just give the same level of effort no matter what they're attempting to do in life?
3: Yeah, I feel like there's definitely people that, no matter what they do, they're giving it, you know, their entire effort. Like, uh, I know everyone says this guy's name, but Kobe Bryant, yeah. you know, whatever he right. did. That's, that's yeah. my, that's
0: that's favorite our, basketball player yeah, all yeah. Favorite yeah. of all yeah. time. Favorite athlete of
3: all time. Yeah. yeah. Whatever he did, it was like full go he's not going in there half mentality you know he's not half-assing anything um and i had a lot of teammates that told me yeah he came to our school and gave a speech you know a couple weeks before he died and they just said like dude his speech was one of the craziest speeches i've ever heard like just you know his stories and stuff and i really wish i could have just saw him speak one time like dude, that guy is one of the best players
2: ever i actually started a kobe chant at the all star the the festivities before the nba all-star game in 2011 mm-hmm. it was in dallas um, and um, kobe was right in front of us huge crowd it was all silence we were waiting for him to speak and i just said screw it i was like kobe kobe <laughs> and the whole place started going kobe i got goosebumps i wanted to cry it was just filled <laughs> with emotions yeah.
3: yeah no no he's definitely one of those dudes where it's like yeah obviously he's inspiring all yeah. of us you yeah. know none of us have even met him mm-hmm. um but exactly to answer your question. He's a guy that just goes all, all the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the word passion and, um, effort, they're very different, Mm -hmm. right? So like, like you said, could you do something you don't like with effort Mm -hmm. and still succeed? Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. But the word passion replacing the word effort means you like what you do, right? Like passion involves liking or loving what you do. That's Mm -hmm. why it's you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you can put effort. You know, I can put effort into. You can put effort into Fisher stuff. You'll succeed. Yeah. But are you enjoying it? Yeah. Right. So yeah, no. It's
4: it's like the the passion is like the cherry on the top, yeah. right? Like you can put an effort, yeah. but like until you have that passion factor, and it, it's, not, just, a it's, <laughs> be, it's yeah. not a milkshake. <laughs> it's gonna be it's not a milkshake. Exactly. Yeah. You're, there's gonna be a limit there. So. Yeah, yeah.
3: but to kind of um, talk about that quote, so it doesn't say play with effort, you know? It's like, yeah. play the game like it, you're passionate about it, you know, yeah. don't just go out there and just play and just go hard, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. that's not a cool yeah. quote. Yeah. Hey, play hard, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, go play like you're like, full passionate on passionate about it. Yeah. about it, you know?
1: But I also think Brady's very disciplined. Like, I think his dad taught him a lot so that he could play with passion. Because everything else that he doesn't like to do that he knows will help him, he's very disciplined. And He's like, I know I can't do this, I know I can't go out and party with everyone else have to do my homework, have to do my playbook, yeah. everything he's like super hard that he doesn't like to do because he has that end goal. Right. Even if it's like something like school where he's like, I want to be in the NFL, but he still did school because mm-hmm. he knows it's important. Yeah, that
2: discipline is mm-hmm. part of the pillar. Like here's success, right? Passion is one of them. There's discipline and you need all of those mm-hmm. in order to get here. Yeah. Because if you're just passionate about something but you're not disciplined, then you're Antonio Brown, right? Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of you need a lot of things in order to get what you really want. Yeah, no, a hundred percent.
4: Yeah. Passion brings out the fun and fundamentals. Yeah. I don't know who said that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um What what else do you guys have just actually picking his brain?
2: Um, I mean I could do this all day. Yeah. But um yeah, no, just like some key opponents,
0: key wide receivers you face that you're like Uh, What is going on right now? Or a tight end as a safety or like who you've had to like cover in a matchup that you're like, wow, this This guy is going to be.
3: Yeah. um, So Zach Ertz was a dude where I'm like, whoa, this guy is legit. I mean, I know he's kind of like he's getting old now, but he still just has, you know, that extra kick in his game. Um, So going against him was like, whoa, it's it's freaking Zach Ertz. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) sick, you know. Uh, But, yeah, he was a guy that definitely stood out to me. Um, AJ Green – um he was um impressive to go against um
0: they got a bunch of good weapons on that squad yeah man. yeah We see as didn't have to see hopkins yeah no we didn't have to see hopkins
3: yeah <laughs> but yeah i guess just those two guys it was kind of like okay these guys are just there's a reason that they're right. so well known yeah, there's yeah. a reason that they're so good just because they have that extra pep in their step or something yeah. and then going against uh like julio jones and practice and stuff yeah. i mean he oh, would catch man. the ball and take off and we're doing like a jog through yeah. so a jog through it's like medium and it's not a walk through it's not a practice but it's still okay. like yeah. you're not supposed to run full speed he's catching the ball boom he's like running full speed whoa dude, it's freaking legit calm down julio jones <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legit and then uh adrian peterson uh so he came to the titans I forgot about yeah. That. yeah and so uh my very first or it was his first practice and, uh, like, uh, Coach Vrabel comes up to me. He's like, hey, Brady, put on your pads. I was like, what? Like I'm the only guy wearing pads out to practice? He's like, no, just, you're going to go heads up with Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it was your just blood. supposed to be a helmet practice. And wow. so I go out there with my pads. And everyone's like, dude, you know it's just helmets, right? And I'm like, no, dude, I got to go heads <laughs> up. And so it's me and Adrian Peterson going heads up at practice. And it wasn't, like, full-on, like, Alabama drill or anything. Yeah. But it was, like – um, variable told me I needed to just like pop him a little bit, get him used to like hitting people. Cause he hadn't hit people in a Easy, while. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so here I am going freaking heads up with Adrian Peterson. It was kind of sick. Um, I'll definitely, um, never forget that, That's but incredible. yeah, but he's That's... a guy, um, getting back to kind of like the walkthrough thing. He was full speed. Didn't yeah. even matter. Like you had to literally jump out <laughs> of the way. He was going to try to run you over and wearing a walkthrough. Yeah. Like he was just Yeah, different.
2: There's a formula yeah. here. In order to be great, exactly, you just yeah. got to do things with passion, just man. Just be yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be different. And he
3: didn't even talk to anybody. He was just like, everything he did was just Man on a mission. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's um,
4: impressive. Uh, you've mentioned, uh, so when you're watching football, right, and um, you know, as a casual fan, we see the offense, and we see uh, what the offense is doing. It's very easy to see all the motions and things like that. Um, but just briefly, can you tell me, like, when you're watching it, what should I be looking at in terms of defense? Um, You mentioned some of the defensive line uh, switches and things like that. But what more um – so that we can understand really what the defense is doing to stopping the offense.
3: Yeah, so instead of watching the ball every time, because I even do the same thing. Like if you're watching TV, you just want to watch the ball. You don't even see what the heck is going on, you know, at the top of the screen. Um, So always look at the D-line because I feel like you just don't really notice it. You're just Mm -hmm. watching the snap of the ball. Because if you see the D-line get pushed back, the play is over. Mm. Um, Or if you see the offensive line do the opposite, they get pushed back forward. That's how you see those big plays and stuff like that. Um, So just kind of keep your eyes out for stuff like that. Um, And then special teams, I guess, kind of watch those sometimes. I feel like people don't really watch it, mm-hmm. but always watch the front line on kickoff because you'll see some big collisions oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. at the front line. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, the TV guy, he just kind of scans over yeah. and then yeah. they go, hey, we're trying to get an ad, trying to get yeah. an ad. They're just trying to market stuff. Yeah. They don't even watch it. Um, but always watch the front line. That's when you see those big collisions and stuff. I
4: wish we could see like a sky cam of I the know, whole I know, field. I, I know. They did that one year and yeah. then it just, it didn't work out for like a lot of viewers didn't like that. But yeah. I
0: want to see everything. Like everything that's know, going on. I know, I know. You and, brought up, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You no, brought up good. a great point earlier about like where you sit at like uh, sporting events. And that's one reason no, when no, I go so like, watch a football game, I love watch sitting further back because yeah. I can see everything. I can yeah. scan the entire field. I can see where that safety goes. But on TV, they're so quick to cut off everything that's not ball dominant that you don't you don't have an opportunity to see the rest of it
3: yeah i mean there's a reason uh when everyone's sitting on the bench you know while the offense is out there you see everyone looking Looking up at the screen because if you're standing on the sideline you can't really see as well it's just not the same so that's why everyone i feel like they're just
0: lazy and we just all (laughs) look up
3: so we can just get the bigger picture i don't know yeah
0: Shall we uh, move into the rapid fire Yeah, section? I think so. I think I think that we yeah. did a good job of covering everything. So a little bit of a rapid fire segment. I'm just going to throw quick questions at you. They're like one or the other, or typically like a one-word answer. So uh, first thing that comes to your mind, even if it doesn't answer the question. All right. so, rapid fire. Favorite stadium you've played in? Uh, Cowboy Stadium. Boom. Go-to karaoke song? Oh, man. Sweet Caroline. I love it. I love it. Coffee or tea? Coffee. What? Guilty pleasure movie? Guilty pleasure movie. What the heck does that mean? Something that maybe you secretly enjoy watching that you wouldn't uh, open.
3: Yeah. I was going to say the Jerry Maguire. Okay. Okay.
0: That's fair. Uh, role model, uh, Tom Brady. Boom. Basketball or baseball? Uh, baseball. Spirit animal. Shark. (laughs) I love that. Whiskey or beer. Whiskey. And if football didn't exist, what would you be doing?
3: i would be doing business or sales. So, in business, I would be doing sales or possibly finance, stuff like that. Wow.
0: You hear that, Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's my rapid fire segment. Um, let's jump into the game. So, yeah. obviously, mentioned it to you. But yeah. yeah,
4: so the, the game that we have is uh, we've got a bunch of pl- names of players. Uh, some are made up and some are real. <laughs> <laughs> they could be current players or, uh, or a non, like, you know, in former the past, players, former yeah. players. Right. Um, so, First one, and I'm gonna I'm probably gonna butch up their name, so you guys. Oh, I say, just real or fake? Yeah, yeah real, real or fake? fake yeah. That's it. Panay Sewell, real. <laughs> we, gave, we, nice. gave, we gave you a softball, quite a <laughs> yeah. uh, Javier Todd, fake. Got it. <laughs> all right, all right, two for two. Haha, Clinton Dix, real. <laughs> nice. of Brandon Gordon, real. Oh, it's fake. That's a fake name. That's a fake name. <laughs> Brandon Gordon? Yeah. How
0: have I heard that? <laughs> I don't know. Me- Melvin, yeah, Gordon. Two Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Melvin okay. Gordon. There's a lot of familiar
4: it's so. Thing. It was okay. so hard for us to find fake names that yeah. would actually work. Uh, no, that's and, a good one. Yeah. Um. No. Uh, so the next one, Greg Jones. Fake. <laughs> real. That's a <laughs> real name. the heck is that? Warmer Former
0: fullback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, drafted in 2004. We, that was a You guys just picked that randomly. Oh, video. yeah. <laughs> but the reason that's funny is that's such a Greg Jones. Like, you know, like, it could be anything. That could be anybody. Yeah. All right.
4: Captain Munerlin. I don't even know. Fake. <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually real. He's a real Defensive line for the Bengals, drafted in 2006. No, 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 he's no, real. No, no, he's, no, no. He's actually a cornerback.
0: So he was a cornerback. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Drafted by the Panthers, actually played for the Vikings. Um, yeah. He's a His nickelback. real name nickelback. is Captain. Captain. Is a, yeah. Captain. First name captain. yeah. yeah. These, these are bizarre. We don't yeah.
2: expect anything to go properly <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> it's bizarre.
4: Louis Devine. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> frosty rucker real
3: yeah. yeah that was a tough one have <laughs> you heard of that he's, he's no, getting it just had it had to be too crazy yeah. to be real frosty exactly so I was like oh it must be real
4: octavio taylor fake yeah God, good call you're good, man. you're on a roll here rock Yassen. fake he's real <laughs> he's a cornerback
0: for the colts yeah, Rock okay. Yesen. That, that was yesin? pretty good. Oh, that, that, yesin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was
4: that was a solid, solid yeah. performance. Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to come up if we continue to do this similar segment with a bunch of different names. But exactly. the whole idea behind it is getting really generic names that could obviously be fake or real, right? That's like John Greg Smith. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Jo- I literally said that yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, what about like John Smith? <laughs> Have
3: you seen that uh the Key and Peel of
0: John Smith? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh Key and Peel. That's great. Oh yeah, and last
4: one, Brady Breeze. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll answer that for Those you. Those are two quarterbacks, right? He a real
0: one, baby. <laughs> as real as it gets. Um, that's, no, that's fantastic. Um, that's good. Appreciate you playing the game with us. This is it. This is the last thing we have on the floor for you, Brady. Again, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, you know, Feel free to take your time. Think about this. There's no pressure. But here's the scenario, Brady. Brady, your playing days are over now. It's been like 20 years later. You're done playing. Your body's broken down. But... You have a sharp enough mind that the nfl decided that they want to hire you as a head coach so you are currently head coaching an nfl team who will not be named but they are in the super bowl right now unfortunately it is halftime you're in the locker room you are down 24 to nothing you need to give some sort of a motivational or inspirational speech or a pep talk to your locker room to get them ready to play they don't have to come back and win this game but to act like they belong. Like Dan Campbell has instilled in pretty much all of the lines this year. Give us your best motivational, inspirational speech to this locker room. The floor is yours. Man, 24-0. nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, so I would walk in. I'd be like, hey, guys, I know it's not going too well right now. I know we're down 24 nothing, but it's not anything that we can't accomplish. You know, we've made it this far. We're in the Super Bowl. You know, it's halftime. We still have a whole other half left. Uh, we've got two quarters left. And we just need to go play our ball. You know, all season we've been you know, doing well. We've gotten to this point. There's a reason we're in the Super Bowl. We're not just another team. We're not just another uh, group of guys out there. We're in the Super Bowl, so there's no reason for us to not go out there and play our best football. So let's come out there and get some, tw- get some points in our first uh, possession. We're getting the ball in the second half. So let's get the ball, get a good return, and get the offense going. And defense, we're going to need to stop right away, and we're going to be going full gas on the break. No breaks. All gas, no brakes. Let's see what we can do here. Twenty four nothing doesn't mean anything to us. Let's go, boys. Let's go.
0: go. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Got me riled up. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm ready to go hit somebody. Um, appreciate that, dude. I know I know that can be tough, but that was all off the cuff. So unlike <laughs> drink, um, that was all off the cuff. So appreciate that, Brady.
2: Do you guys have anything else? No, I'm just excited. I'm happy we got to do this. Yeah. Thank you for making this happen, and thank you for coming. We had a great time.
3: Yeah, glad you guys uh, reached out to Mason, kind of made this work. Definitely nice. glad I got to be a part of this. Um, I know you guys have put in a lot of work and doing this for me and getting all the shirts and everything, getting me a little present and stuff. Um, you guys have got a great setup, and I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of a good podcast. I feel like you guys um, are going to do some great things with this. It's very professional, and um, I'm really excited to see what you guys can do. And thanks again for having me. Yeah, thanks for being put tears, here. bro. You're going to okay. put me in tears. Maybe uh,
0: we can get
1: Penne on here. <laughs> we could. I have to reach out. <laughs> Do my <Yeah>. work again. <laughs> no, absolutely.
0: And again, at the end of the day, we are so grateful that you guys gave us your time, right? Because time is invaluable to everybody, no matter what you're doing in life. So thank you so much for joining us. Macy, thank you so much for coordinating this. Um, you know, if anything down the road, if ever you want to jump back on, or if there's anything out there moving forward that we can do to help you in any way possible, certainly let us know. Uh, but you have paid, you have done wonders for us today, and we could not be more grateful.
4: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Um, this is Brady Breeze. He is the safety for the Detroit Lions. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Brady. Thank you so much for joining us, Macy. It's a show show of it. Shout out Zelina. I'm Car. We're the only playbook. We will see you guys next time.